Every night football is wrapping up a mind-blowing week one. The Amish rifle dazzles in a shootout, rookies make a big impact, and injuries threaten to ruin championship hopes. Week two of Every Night Football starts right now. If I can't teach you one way, I'll teach you another. But I'm going to get the job done. I got to fight every night. Every damn night. That's how winning is done. Fight every night. Every night. All night. Every night. Every night. Football. 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 One, two, three. Here we go. Are you ready for some football? (laughs) All right. We are back. Week two. Get excited. I am excited. So excited. Can you hear it, my voice? (laughs) I'm generally a calm person. (laughs) You're always just really even keeled. I'm all over the place. Yeah. (laughs) That's why it works. Man, this week one, though, was nuts. Like It was pretty crazy, especially for our NFL team, our official podcast team. I'm pretty sure half our lineup got injured in week one. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. Not a great starting week for us no greg oh. olson oh yeah he's down leonard fournette yeah he missed most of their game Car- er, carson <laughs> wentz he didn't even play Devonte freeman he he missed a lot of game marquise goodwin he missed most of the game and those were yeah. all starters except for carson wentz gotta love it it's the way <laughs> fantasy football goes it was kind of nice to go ahead and get that out of the way right there's nowhere to go but up so yeah yeah Started from the bottom, now we're headed upwards. Um, it now, was pretty. Started uh, at the bottom, now we're here, at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> at the bottom still. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. Speaking uh, of well, the bottom, was... let's dive into. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. You had something <laughs> no, you wanted to say. <laughs> no, you're good. Okay. All right, so we've got a new segment that we're doing this year, uh, where we we make predictions throughout our podcast, and we want to praise ourselves when we get them right and we want to own up when we get them wrong so this is our new segment right and wrong um we gotta come up with a better name than right and wrong we'll yeah that out. We'll, we'll call we'll, it we'll mostly mostly right and somewhat wrong yeah yeah that's better um so where we were right last week Dion lewis is the back to own in the titans backfield uh, we, right. I was saying it all preseason. You were backing me up on that, that we think that Lewis has a lot of value, and they signed him for a reason. Right. They didn't and, bring him in just for third downs. And I'll own up to this. Like You were a lot higher than on Deion Lewis than I was because I just didn't trust the Titans' backfield to be productive, really. Mm-hmm. But I did say Deion Lewis is a superior athlete compared to Henry. And so you're... I'll admit you were more right on this one, so I'll give you that. Sure. Well, like I, I drafted him in most of my leagues. Um, I think our podcast league might be the only one that I don't have him in because I was that high on him. I, I was right. I was really excited to see him play, um, where he'd be more of a featured role instead of just one of many running backs like he was with the Patriots. And he he overshadowed Derrick Henry in this game. I'm not saying that Henry's not going to have some good games down the down the line, but I think that Deion Lewis is going to get more looks going forward. He's more versatile. He allows for uh, Marcus Mariota to play off him. Right. That said, we were wrong. I mean, it was a good thing to be wrong on. But yeah, now we we both thought that we were wrong in the get... best way. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we own this guy, so we were kind of happy. Yeah, I know. Um, we thought that Keenan Allen was going to get shut out by Kansas City. We thought Andy Reid was going to 
you know, game plan for him. Right. Uh, not so much. Not so much. No, he really didn't. And and part of it, I didn't realize what a glaring hole there is without Marcus Peters. Oh yeah. And so I I thought they had more talent there. They don't. Had Marcus Peters been there, it might have been different. But Keenan Allen goes 8 for 11, 108 yards, and a touchdown. He had a killer game. Um, that also lends itself to, to some stuff we said about Rivers last week in the question section uh, about Rivers being solid QB. Uh, Allen's going to be benefiting from Rivers all year. So definitely a oh, weekly yeah. starter. But we did expect less from him than he did. Where we were right, James Conner... If you listen to our show or send us in questions surrounding this kid, you likely won this week. We were really high on Connor um, with Bell, you know, deciding that money's more important than his teammates. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm salty on that. Um, Just slightly. Yeah. Connor blew up. Um, in fact, one of one of the guys that I work with, uh, he had drafted Jarek McKinnon um, and he got hurt. And it was a keeper league, and he didn't know it was a keeper league until after the draft. <laughs> and so everyone was like, where were all the good players? They're like, oh, you didn't send us in your keepers, so we just have to do the draft. And he was like, well, this stinks. <laughs> so I told him, pick up James Cotter. I told him this like maybe a week or two before the season started. So I was like, Bell is not reported yet. Pick him up and stash him just in case. Well, he did, and he ended up outscoring everyone in the league this week. So nice. yeah, shout no. out to Bill. Connor, Connor definitely didn't disappoint, and that that was all the talk in in Pittsburgh is that while they miss Bell being there, it they weren't that concerned because Connor has been really good in practice and in the preseason. Uh, so as they geared up for Week One, there wasn't as much concern as there would be otherwise. So Connor yeah. obviously looking very good as long as Bell's out. Absolutely. Um, where we were wrong on OBJ. We were, we were kind of right and wrong on this one. Yeah. Uh, we both predicted that he'd be over 14.5 points in our over-under section. Uh, he finished with 11 in standard. He had well over 14 in, in PPR. Mm-hmm. But we were right that OBJ was ready to go, and he was definitely better than Jalen Ramsey covering him. He, right. He, he manhandled him. Yeah, you know, he just didn't get a, enough to be – you know, equal to his ranking, really, but he still mm-hmm. had a good week, so. Yeah. Um, where we were right is a guy that you were high on in the preseason. Uh, Carlos Hyde as a boom. That was your boom pick, wasn't he? I believe so. Yeah. My boy. Yeah. You liked him a lot last year, and you came in and you said, we got to make sure we get Carlos Hyde. Right. Uh, yeah, I've been committed to him. I, I think I own him in every league except one, which, which I guess is, is only – two out of three um but still he he's solid and uh i'm double checking to see yep he was my boom player and he did produce he was solid this week and i think it's going to be consistent so if you own carlos hyde i would roll with him uh tied for 10th in standard scoring he was ranked 29th going in and so he definitely boomed uh in terms of his value so i was happy with that but one area where I was wrong was Danny Amendola. Yeah, he was your sleeper. Um, sleeper of the week. I thought he would find the end zone. Obviously, he did not. 
only had four catches for 26 yards. Kenny Stills kind of stole the show on uh, in that game, and so we'll see going forward. I still like Danny Amendola's talent, and if mm-hmm. if they start using him how he can be used, then uh, I think it'll equalize more, and he'll end up. It was up a weird game. With it good was a weird game. It, it was like seven and a half hours long. It's the longest game in NFL history because they had like four hours of lightning delays. So weird and that, game. Danny Amendola is scared of lightning. That's. You know, I didn't. I didn't know there was going to be lightning. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said he was my sleeper. He's afraid of lightning, <laughs> and that's that's why I was wrong. Is that a, that's an excuse? It's a good. Oh, we'll go with that. <laughs> well, we want to be upfront with you guys. So that was our right and wrong. Most weeks we're probably going to be more right than we were wrong. At least hopefully we will be. Yeah. Uh, if you have any uh, questions or stardom symptoms, you can email us at enfpodcast at gmail dot com. Hopefully, the advice we'll give you will be right. And uh, you won't be featured in this segment uh, on the wrong side. Yeah. So let's move on to our two impact players from this week. Let no man forget how menacing we are. We are lions. He's beginning to believe. It's over 9,000. That's impossible. We are lions. I love it. Right. Yeah, that one's a work in progress. Hopefully you enjoyed it. We'll see what we end up actually doing next week. Um, yeah, new, another new segment, our two impact players from this week. One guy that we just mentioned in our where we were right, I'm going to bring up James Conner. Right. 192 all-purpose yards, two touchdowns. Like, this was a coming-out game for someone that makes the Steelers feel really good about Le'Veon Bell leaving next year. Yeah, definitely. He's the future there, and it shows. I mean, that's insane stat line. That's up now, there with it, it, Todd Gurley, David Johnson, huge week kind of things. Uh, oh, yeah. It did It did help that they were game-planning against the pass a lot, um, evidenced by Ben Roethlisberger throwing so many inter- interceptions. But even if they start game planning for James Conner, you still have the threat of Antonio Brown there. So you're going to get open. You're going to get some good, uh, running holes. You're going to find space in the passing. Yeah. I like him going forward. Who you got? My impact player is my homeboy, Tyree kill. I mean, Conner had two (laughs) touchdowns. That's cute. Tyree kill had three. So (laughs) I win. Uh, no Tyree kill. He had the 95 yard return for a touchdown. 169 receiving yards, which is insane. Two receiving touchdowns. The dude went off. One of the highest scoring fantasy players at any position, which is hard to do when you have quarterbacks putting up so many points normally. But Tyreek Hill, definitely an impact player this week. He won, you know, weeks for players, just like James Conner did. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, if you have any impact players that you'd like to share with us or if you think that our guys weren't as big of impacts as we like to think, uh, or if you think this was a fluke, if you think it was a one-time thing, email us at enfpodcast.gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. Let's move on to our interesting matchups. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. We jump off with our interesting matchups. Chiefs at Steelers. We just talked about James Conner. Is he going to keep it going in his second start? Yes. I mean, that's the big question. It's just yes. Oh, sorry. Don't need more, more sorry. That was that rhetorical. <laughs> I, I thought it was literal. Yeah, uh, it, it, he's definitely going to be the player everybody's looking at. The Chiefs, their defense is kind of in shambles, so 
I do expect Connor to have a good game, but it will be interesting to see if it was a fluke or if he is going to have an incredible game. And then obviously on the other side of the ball, Tyree Kill, what's he going to look like? These were our two impact players from this last week, so that will definitely be a game that we'll be paying attention to. Oh, yeah. I'm actually really interested to watch Kareem Hunt in this game. He had a very down week, only like five points in standard. Um, It just didn't look like he was a focal part of the game, and so I want to know how he gets involved now. He's too good of a player to not get him involved in the game. Which, to be fair, it's hard to get involved when every time Hill touches the ball, he goes 80 yards for a touchdown. So Yeah. It was a weird game in general, so I, I do expect Hunt to rebound, but we do have to see it. So who you got most points this week, Hill or Antonio Brown? That's going to be difficult to say. <laughs> That's a little tricky. That's a tough one. Yeah, because Hill does have that huge playability. I'm going to go with Antonio Brown because I don't think anyone on the Chiefs can guard him, and so I think he's going to have one of his biggest games Uh but it's going to be close. Yeah, I'm actually going to go Antonio Brown, and I'm, I'm pretty confident in it. I think that there's going to be a let's make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable in the pocket, and they have time to game plan for it. So I think Mike Tomlin's really going to focus on how do we keep Patrick Mahomes from just sitting back and chucking the ball down the field to Tyreek Hill. Um, well, to be so, fair, yeah. it only took a 10-yard pass to get Tyreek Hill that like 80-yard touchdown catch. Yeah, so, that missed tackle was a was a killer for right. So that's the tough part for me is that that can happen, but Brown is Antonio Brown. So yeah, he's Antonio Brown. So our over under this week is James Conner. Um, we're just eating up our impact players. Yeah. So he had thirty six total touches last week, carries plus catches. Our over under is going to be twenty four and a half touches. What are you thinking? I'm going over. I think that they're going to give him the Le'Veon Bell workload as long as Le'Veon Bell's not there. I'm 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 right there with you. I'm gonna. I'd like to disagree with you because we're on the same side, and I want to talk about our disagreements. But no, I'm totally with you. Yeah. Why not ride him while you can, especially if Bell's going to hold out for ten games and then come back. In the Steelers' mind, they got to be thinking, "Oh, good. Now we have two running backs that we can just pile on. Le'Veon Bell's going to come back week ten, and he'll be fresh, and we'll have him for the playoff push." Yep. Like, they've actually gotten a really, like, they've been gifted a great opportunity here to have two impact running backs and have them both be fresh. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I do think that they'll use Connor up as much as they can. And then, when, like you said, when Bell comes back, it'll probably turn into the Bell show. We'll see. So, next interesting matchup is the Vikings at the Packers. For those who are unaware, that's Minnesota versus Green Bay. Minnesota. Yep. Minnesota. Battle of the worst winters in the U.S. Uh, so it's <laughs> obviously Aaron Rodgers, a little iffy coming into the end of this game after last week. But he did play last week. But you got to wonder if they're really going to put him in there against the Vikings. So the doctor has said that he's he's for sure going to play. He doesn't see the scenario in which he doesn't play. It's a he's got a left MCL sprain. That's pretty mild, but it was serious enough that like they wanted to do an MRI and everything. Right, to make sure. Um, the doctor said that he'll be neat, he'll probably be wearing a brace for the next few weeks and he probably won't be 100% for the next 2 to 4 weeks. So the biggest thing in this game is how does his leg hold up in a very hostile 
environment. Even though you're in Green Bay, you've got that Vikings defense who took you out of the out last year. Yeah, they're going to be gunning for you. Yeah, and you know, it's not like Aaron Rodgers relies on his legs except yeah. every play. So right. he's going to have to change how he plays. He's, he's going to have to play more Tom Brady-esque, you know, hang in the pocket longer and make throws from there. He won't. He'll probably push it, but it'll be interesting. And then on the other side, obviously Diggs and Thielen looking good this year. They have a mm-hmm. an upgrade at quarterback. I love Case Keenum, but Kirk Cousins is better. Yeah. So they improved at quarterback. They're looking really solid. Uh, who do you think has more upside this week, though? Would you, if you had both, and your other receiver was Antonio Brown, are you going to play Diggs or Thielen this week? Um, I hate to say this because I'm a big Diggs fan. That you'd I play both like, and leave Antonio I, Brown out? Is that what you're yeah, going to say? Yeah. Antonio Brown. I don't even know who Antonio that guy is. Who is that? Yeah. No, but Diggs um, or Thielen? Who you, who you I, I feel like Thielen might have a little bit more upside here. And it's because I don't think that the Vikings are going to be having to chuck the ball down the field necessarily. I think they're going to want to eat up clock and keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. And that's where those underneath routes by Adam Thielen come into play. Where it gets interesting is if Aaron Rodgers comes out there and is, you know, Aaron Rodgers, if he plays to his potential, he's going to put up points. And that means that they're going to be having to, it, it could turn into a shootout. And that's where Diggs will make his thing. So mm-hmm. I, I like, obviously, I think you're starting both of them. Uh, but if you're having to pick one or the other, I'd go Diggs because I just like him more. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather root for him. I well, think Thielen might have a better game, but I like Diggs too much to bench him. Here's here's where I would look at it: is that Diggs is quicker, and yeah. I think that the Vikings secondary can keep up with Thielen. I don't think they can keep up with Diggs. So I th- I think I would Packers play secondary. Diggs because I think Diggs is uh, more interesting, yeah. has a Packers better opportunity. Secondary. Right, Packers. Sorry, yeah. my bad. Yeah, you're good. All right, so an interesting player to consider starting. I knew it was in the north, so there's that. (laughs) It's just those people with with the cold. Yeah, Um, so Randall Cobb you think is interesting, is that what you said? Yeah, so he saw 9 out of 10 targets, uh, 142 yards and a touchdown. I get it that he had a 75-yard sprint to get the the go-ahead score, but it's the 10 targets that's interesting that led the Packers. Mm -hmm. Um, I see him more of as a flex option against the Vikings, but if Aaron Rodgers is hobbled at all and he's not able to kind of maneuver the pocket and and relocate then those little short routes that randall cobb is known for are going to become really really interesting especially in ppr i think he's a definite starter this week yeah i think it's interesting because when you look at the two primary receivers on each team they're mirrors of each other randall cobb is the stefan diggs of the packers adam thielen is the Devonte adams of the vikings like they mm-hmm. they're very similar in that cobb is quick and Adams is more solid, good route runner, um, mm-hmm. definitely good down the field. It'll be interesting to see how that relationship with Adams and Cobb develops more as the season goes on, where the target's going to go. But I do like Cobb this week. So, uh, Who do you have most yards this week, Diggs or Adams? Well, I'm, I'm going to amend this, okay? Okay. Who do you think has more yard? Who do you think is the highest yards of any receiver? Will it be a Vikings oh, okay. receiver or a Packers receiver? 
I'm gonna say it's gonna be a Vikings receiver. Okay. I think I think that the Packers may end up with more total receiving yards, but I think that Kirk Cousins is gonna kind of narrow in on one guy and and just keep feeding the beast. Um, and I think that possibly could be Thielen. It depends on what type of pressure they get on Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. But I could see him just chucking the ball to Stephon Diggs in a shootout. So I'm gonna say Vikings come out with more yards. Okay, and that's an individual receiver. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was more interesting to to look at all four of the main receivers given what happened last week. So, um, um, so over under, over under points by Jamie Graham ten and a half. So will he have ten or eleven? I'm gonna go ahead and say that he will find the end zone this week so i'm gonna put it at over but just just over so he's gonna he's gonna get in the end zone but he's not gonna have that many yards yeah he's not gonna have a i don't think he's gonna have a monster game but i do think he'll end up with like 12 to 15 points yeah i i I, i'm gonna agree with you again uh i think that he's gonna have a low production day but that end zone that that touchdown is gonna put him ahead um you know, people are saying, well, George Kittle tore apart the Vikings last week and Graham's better than Kittle. Yeah, but Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have other options and Jimmy Garoppolo's not Aaron Rodgers. So right. and spreading also, the ball around. I also don't think Graham is necessarily that big of an upgrade on Kittle because Kittle is a really athletic tight end and Graham hasn't shown his like wide receiverness in the last few years as much. You know, he, this fair. isn't the Jimmy Graham from New Orleans when he was catching everything down the middle. So I, I, I don't think there's a direct comparison. I think they're a little bit different players these days. So I'm sure. with you. I'm with you, though. But um, Next interesting matchup is your team, the Pats, Homies. at the Jaguars. Um, so, so we know who's going to win me, the game, so let's focus on fantasy-relevant I information. Think, I think the person that's going to win the game is going to be the weather. So we've got that tropical storm blowing into – Florida. I'm actually really worried about this game even being played. So look, that's details. They're not going to worry about <laughs> it. They'll just drop the balls down to about eight psi, and they'll deal with it. I'm just saying, Chris. Like, if you if you've got Fournette and you've got Tom Brady and you've got like, have some backup options because if this game ends up getting canceled, that doesn't do anything on your fantasy team. There's no changing it out. You just have guys that don't get points. Right. The annoying thing is it is the three thirty game. Yeah, so, so it's, you you have to know you have to really pay attention around eleven thirty on whether or not that game is going to be played. And yep. The worst thing it might not be decided until it's kickoff time. Right, and um, hopefully, you know that's not the case, but you just never know. It could turn into a Dolphins game where they have a bunch of delays and this game doesn't end until Sunday night football's over. But yeah. on to the actual fantasy relevance, uh, Fournette's health. Brady's wide receivers, like, it's all a little bit in flux right now. Um, I I felt like Fournette was doing really good until he went down. Yeah, he was actually, I mean, he was having a a really good game in terms of yards per carry, and he looked really good. I expect him, you know, assuming he comes back and is ready to go, I do expect that he's going to have a really good week. I don't think any team can really stop him because – they want to run him so much that, you know, that's their focus. And it's yeah. it's tough because the Jags have a good O-line. So, um, Philip Dorsett, uh, you pointed him out to me. We, we, he's on our waiver 
episode. Uh, he was having, he had a really good game with Tom Brady. He mm-hmm. caught every target thrown at him. Chris Hogan only had one reception. Um, but the Patriots have now gone out and signed uh, Benny Fowler and Corey Coleman. They're probably not going to factor in this week, but something to keep an eye on just the way that the wide receiver situation breaks down because Belichick, he'll throw a guy out there one week and he'll have two touchdowns and 120 yards, and then the next week he may not even play. That's just Bill Belichick. Well, less so with wide receivers. But, yeah, I mean, you just never know. But I do like Dorsett based on not just the number of targets and everything. I mean, he definitely – he had seven targets, seven receptions. You know, they're going to like that. But it was the catches themselves. He had some awesome catches. And he's got really really good good hands. He looked Edelman-esque with his hands. And so I think – Obviously, Brady's going to trust him now, and I think he would be a, a decent option until Edelman comes back. And then I would hold off a week and see what it's going to look like once Edelman is back. But this week against Jacksonville, probably not going to play him. Oh. Uh, who you got as an interesting player to start here? Um, I, In terms of wide receivers, I think the – biggest up in the air thing is gonna be the jaguars receivers yeah and on the other side of the ball the patriots are going against you know the one of if not the best secondary in football and so i think it's kind of tough to really start anyone other than fournette or tom brady in this game i think this game and if the weather factors in if it's windy it's going to be even harder right they're going to have to air that ball down even more if it's really windy, so so if if the weather subsides and it's a, it's a good game to go, like if it's no big issues, mm-hmm. um, I think an interesting player is Keelan Cole this week. Okay, uh, three or four for fifty four yards in the opener. Westbrook had more catches, but he's the short route guy. Um, he's more of a Jarvis Landry style player, and Cole can end up with a deep touchdown. Mm-hmm. So I see him as a low end wide receiver two or a flex option, but. I could see that. You know, yeah, there are there's a lot of different options out there, especially in deeper leagues that just aren't available um, or had bad games. This is a guy to take a flyer on this week. Right, and I do uh, think, uh, it, assuming the weather's okay, I do think Hogan or Dorsett are also decent flex options sure, this week because, sure. I mean, they do have Tom Brady throwing to them. But I like Keelan um, Cole. I like his talent. I've said that repeatedly. So if I was going to choose between the two, I definitely would go Cole. Excellent. Uh, most snaps, Leonard Fournette or TJ Yeldon? I'll let you go first on this one. <laughs> um, obviously, if Fournette's completely healthy and there's no problems, Fournette. But even if he, if even if he plays, I still feel that they're going to be wary with him. The biggest factor again is going to come back to the weather. If the weather's bad, Fournette's going to get more carries because all they're going to be doing is running the ball. And you're not going to run Yeldon if Fournette can play. So I'm going to say Fournette. Everyone's saying go out and pick up TJ Yeldon because Fournette's not going to play or if he plays, he's going to be limited. I think if Fournette plays, they're going to play him. Like yeah. They're going to turn him loose. I mean, he proved last year that he could be effective without you know, being fully healthy. So I agree as much as I don't want to. I was really hoping you were going to go Yeldon when he started talking about your feelings. But... <laughs> 
Facts don't care about your feelings. Yeah, I know, and I, I didn't know that you knew that. So, uh, <laughs> I think I think it'll be Fournette in in terms of carries. However, you did say most snaps. Yeah. And that's true. I do think that the Patriots could put points up against the Jaguars, so I do think it's closer than a lot of people might think. Uh, just I, I, just for the I, sake of argument, I'm going to go with Yeldon because I can see the Pats putting up points and then they start using Yeldon more because they want to make sure that Fournette doesn't further his injury at all. And uh, so I'll go Yeldon just because it's That's theoretically fair. possible. Um Fournette was used in the passing game, which was something that he wasn't really doing, really didn't do last year. So I still would lead in Fournette, but no, that makes a good point. Especially if this ends up, if the Pats come out and you know shock the Jaguars, no reason risking Fournette's health in a game that you may not be able to come back in. Yeah, and Yeldon um, did play well this last week, so uh, yeah. So we'll we'll revisit this on our next week's podcast. To see who was right. You're taking Fournette, I'm taking Yeldon, and we are doing snap count, not touch or carry count. Uh, Now, in terms of the over-under, do you you think Brady has more or less than two and a half touchdowns this week? So, either two touchdowns or three touchdowns. I'm going to say less. I'm going to take the under. I think he's going to have exactly two touchdowns. Um I don't know if he'll need to have more than that. Um, and the biggest thing, I don't know if the Jags are going to allow more than that. They're that good of a defense. Um, Tom Brady's probably the best quarterback in the league still. Probably. And Take them okay, back. Okay, fine. He's the best quarterback in the league. Of all time. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry. That was like a... I blacked out. That I was blacked like, out for a minute. That was Tourette's-ish. <laughs> I I just blacked out like Jason Ford. Yep. I just went to my half play. Where are we? Where are we right now? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to say two. I'm going to take the under. Okay. Well, Tom Brady is a golden god, metaphorically. And uh, so I'm going to say that he has over. I think I, I'm going to – I could see him having four touchdowns this game. Wouldn't, Ooh, wouldn't shock me. It would so not shock taking, me. taking the over-over. So you're saying four, not three, but four. Well – I'm going to say that I can see it happening very easily, so I have to go over <laughs> it. I'm not going right, to say right. it definitively because they could run one in, but I, I think that the Pats are going to shock the Jags because it's early in the season. Sure. So they have a lot of tricks in their bag that they haven't shown yet, and the Jags can't prepare for it yet. So Let's move on, um, though. New interesting yeah. matchup. We've got the... New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. Both teams looked mostly bad this last week. I don't know why you think yeah. they're interesting. Please explain. <laughs> um, division matchup. I think the Cowboys. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the Cowboys. Uh, right. I'm not a big fan of uh, the Giants either, though I do like watching Saquon Barkley. And I, I do like watching Ezekiel Elliott for that matter. But these games, I think, are always entertaining. The, the Giants and the Cowboys, their rivalry, I like it. And they're both coming off of week one losses. The Giants were really good against probably the best defense in the league in the Jaguars. And the Cowboys looked completely lost for almost the entire game. And then they ran out of time in their comeback. Cowboys never lose. They just run out of time. Um, 
Yeah. They were they were gonna come back. They just ran out of time. Yeah, much like that's what all my much like Tony stuff. Romo. It's not that he <laughs> lost in the playoffs, it's that he ran out of time. Yeah. Um, but no, I like uh, OBJ looked good, he looked ready. Saquon Barkley, I think, is the real deal. I think people are saying that, you know, he only had one really long carry. That's what they sound like, by the way. Like this. They sound like this. Yeah. Um, no, he was playing Negative against probably Nancy's. the best defense in the league. Yeah. And he put up over 100 yards. Yeah. I'm sorry, but, like, Todd Gurley's going to struggle to do that. And David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell, like, that's a good defense. And he still put up over 100 yards. doesn't matter how you get them. It matters that you get them. It's actually so, more impressive that he didn't have huge runs and he got to 100 yards than it would be if he if he broke off a couple 20 to 30 yard runs. Yeah, it was that he grinded out 45 yards and then had a 60 yard run. Right. Um, Ezekiel Elliott only had 15 carries this last week. That was uh, third lowest in the league among running backs. So qualified running backs. To qualified be. running backs, obviously. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, I think he's going to face a lot of stacked boxes. Dak is just – I'm worried about Dak. Um, he's not looking like the rookie of the year from two years ago, and I think it's because his offensive line is just not as good. Yeah, but, I, losing their center is taking a toll for sure. Yeah. Um, for those of you in IDP leagues, you're probably pretty worried about Sean Lee. Um, we actually talked about this earlier this week, and Sean Lee just missed a bunch of tackles, wasn't involved really – um, I expect him to bounce back, especially with Saquon Barkley. But Barkley's the kind of player... I mean, he was throwing linemen and linebackers off of him. And he's not a huge guy. Right, so, he's just super strong. But as as Sean Lee's biggest fan on the podcast, out of both of us, probably, uh, I think <laughs> I should clarify. Lots of qualifiers. <laughs> Sean Lee looked really good, but the game plan against Sean Lee was better. They, they had a guy teeing off on Sean Lee every play because Sean Lee was mirroring Christian McCaffrey the whole game. And it's tough whenever they can do that. The reason people think Sean Lee had a bad game, and there's going to be articles written about how bad Sean Lee was this game, is because he didn't put the defense on his back and do everything. And so it's not necessarily fair to Sean Lee, considering he's one man. But the truth is he has been the guy who can put the t- team on his back. And so I hope he, he finds that form again. I expect him to, but the, the Panthers just had their number this last week. So there's two guys that are interesting to spot starts here. I think Sterling Shepard's one of them. He had seven targets last week, caught five of them, 48 yards, um, and the Cowboys are just not very good against wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um so I think he's an interesting spot shot. I look at him as a flex, maybe a low-end wide receiver too if he can find the end zone. Um, likewise, the Giants were the worst team against the tight end last year, but Witten is now in the booth. So I think it's if, if you had Delaney Walker and there's no one really available, I think taking a flyer on Jeff Schwaim wouldn't be the worst thing because Dak Prescott's going to have to figure something out and their wide receivers are not cutting it. Um, so who knows? That is a blind flyer, but you never know. It could happen. So um, let's go to so, uh, the the questions or quandaries that we pose. Who do you think will have more points in this game, Barkley or Elliott? Barkley. 
Oh, I'm not even gonna think about that. I think Barkley's gonna. Like, he he looked good. He was used in the passing game. Um, I just think they're gonna find creative ways to get him involved. And the biggest thing is you have to worry about Odell Beckham. You have to worry about Sterling Shepard. You have to worry about Evan Ingram. There's so many weapons on the Giants team that there has to be room for Barkley. Otherwise, Evan Ingram's gonna torch you. So if they game plan just against Barkley they lose the game because Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, and Evan Ingram are going to shred them. So they have to be thinking about that. So I think Barkley's going to have a solid game. I believe I will agree. As much as I don't want to, again, but (laughs) I I can't see him because, again, the game planning, the Giants just have to stop Elliott, and the Cowboys have to do a whole lot more than that. So, uh on the over-under, combined rushing yards between Barkley and Elliott, do you think it will be over or under 199.5? So 200 yards or less. Um, well, say, more than half a yard less, just to <laughs> clarify. Um, I'm actually going to say under. Um, I think that both teams are going to be trying to stop the run. I think Barkley's going to kind of bust through. I think Ezekiel might bust through. But combining for 200 yards, if they do, it's not going to be an even an even 50-50 split. It's not going to be 100 and 100. It's going to be like 120 and 80. So I'm going to say under. I like how you made that sound like it was this huge swing. 120 and 80. Like the other guy had a bad game. 80 rushing <laughs> yards is like, okay, you yeah, did okay. That's that's a weak sauce, bro. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say it's going to be over. So, running wild. I'm going to go against you. I do think because coming into it, I think both teams are going to control the clock and rush the ball a lot. And so, if Elliott can manage to get to that 80 yard mark, to 90 yard mark, then I think it'll be over. So, I'm going to go over. All right. I'm fair. That's fair. We'll follow up with this next week. If you have any interesting matchups, let us know. ENFpodcast at gmail.com. We'll let you know what our thoughts are on the are on those uh, interesting matchups. Uh, for now, let's move on to Boomer Bust. Sometimes you're flush and sometimes you're bust, and when you're up, it's never as good as it seems, and when you're down, you never think you're going to be up again. I bring the boom. Well, tonight he's bringing the boom. All right, boomer bust time. So let's just jump right in. Who is your baby Um, bust? My baby bust is Joe Mixon this week. Uh, He had a solid week, but he's the 12th running back coming in, and the Ravens looked good all over the place last week. If he can be involved in the passing game, I think he could stay in the 12 range, but I expect him to fall outside the top 15. All right. And uh, we're going to roll through these pretty quick, so I'll just dive in. Baby bust, Alex Collins. Ravens, Uh, yeah, he is 13th at running back. I expect Cincinnati to be tough against the run. And Collins, I don't expect to get necessarily the majority of the carries, especially since he fumbled. If he fumbles again, I think he's out for the rest of the game. So, baby bust. Um, Who's your baby boom? Baby boom, Christian McCaffrey, CMC, my homeboy. And I say that because I actually own him this year. He's currently ranked 11th, so it's tough to call him a baby boom. But Atlanta was not good against J.H.I., and I see McCaffrey possibly 
knocking on the door of top five this week. So who's your baby boom? Uh, Lamar Miller, 16th running back ranked. Tennessee lost a number of pieces this last week. Most of them are on the offense, but when the offense struggles, the defense is going to be on the field more. I expect Miller to find the end zone this week and finish in the top 12, so I like Lamar Miller. Nice. Who's your bust? My bust is going to be Fitzgerald, and I hate making Fitzgerald my bust. That's uh, Larry, Larry Fitzgerald. right? Larry Fitzgerald. Is there another Fitzgerald? I don't know. There could be. There could be another Fitzgerald yeah. out there. That I just Let's just about. clarify. Um, yeah, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, 14th wide receiver. The Rams looked really good on Monday night, so... I think Bradford's going to have to spread the ball around, and they're going to have to run it with David Johnson. Otherwise, they're not going to be doing anything in this game. So I see him outside the top 20, possibly even the top 25, if the Rams just decide to take Larry Fitzgerald out of the game. Mm, harsh. My bus player is Devontae Adams, currently ranked at ninth. And no. let's just look at it as straightforward as possible. He's playing the Vikings. I think I've said enough. He's going to finish closer <laughs> to 20th at wide receiver than ninth. Oof. So Oof. not going to have a good Who's game. Boom? My boom player got? is my real homeboy this year, the guy I've been high on all year, Josh Gordon, currently ranked 27th at wide receiver, going against New Orleans, who obviously doesn't have a secondary based on what Tampa Bay was able to do. And he should see more targets this week. He saw very few, but that touchdown catch – showed me that he is Josh Gordon. That was a great catch, a difficult catch. He's good to go. I'm going to say he finishes inside the top 10 this week or at least knocking on the door of it, which is way higher than 27th. So, oh yeah. Who's your boom so, player? My boom player is going to be Corey Davis for the Titans with Delaney Walker out. There's going to be a lot more targets up for grabs and he had 13 of them last week. So, I think that's going to grow. Now, you have Josh Gordon listed as the 27th running, uh, 27th wide receiver. I know. I was just going to check that to see what the deal was. Oh, we were both wrong because I had mine listed as 27th. Corey Davis is now 25th and Josh Gordon is 26th. Okay. So they have so, updated. Yeah. Apparently so, they've updated multiple times. Either way, 25th-ish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 25th-ish. Um, I see him getting into the top 20, probably top 15. Um, they're going to have to use him, so. That's it for our Boomer Bust. If you have players that you think are going to underproduce or overproduce this week, email us at enfpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts, and we will give you our opinions on them. And we'll also That's do it. our best to call them and tell them to do better or worse based on what you want them to do. <laughs> we do have all their numbers. It's true. Yep. They text them. Um, let's jump in the DeLorean and look into the future. <laughs> Party! You've got to come back with me! Where? Back to the future! 1.21 gigawatts! 1.21 gigawatts! Great God! Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> exactly. Marty! We gotta go back! Back you to almost, the future! See, you should have stopped at Marty, because that was actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. I, Just I the Marty, Marty part. And no, then you kind of went the off the cliff there. So we're looking into the future, which is where we take time to answer your questions. And uh, <laughs> let's just dive right in. So David um, asks, Cooks or Cup this week? Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, who you taking? Um, this was the question that we got asked last week too. 
Um, I kind of lean Cooks again. Uh, Cooper Cup did have a touchdown, but Cooks was just, he's got that big play potential. And that's the biggest thing. Like, there was multiple passes that were dumped over the top of Cooks that he got, I think, two really deep pass interference calls. If he catches those, he's got a touchdown. So I like Cook's big play potential. Nice. Uh, what else we got? Um, Ravens against Cincinnati or Bears against Seattle? This is Mike asking. Uh, okay. One more time. Ravens. Ravens against Cincy or okay. Bears against Seattle? I am going to take the Ravens because they were amazing last week. The Ravens? Yep. Yeah, That's I feel I'm like thinking. you kind of have to uh, do that. I mean, the, the, the Ravens just looked good everywhere. Right. So, and yeah. and granted, the Bears with Khalil Mack, they looked really good as well. Um, so what it comes down to is just I, I believe the Ravens are going to repeat it. The Bears, I think they're still trying to figure out who they are as a defense. So uh, let's jump into the next question. Zach wants to know, would you trade Zeke? for Bell and McCaffrey. This is in PPR, and he currently has Connor and Ingram stashed. Uh, I'm going to let you feel this one. You let you got McCaffrey on your team. Would you trade him and Bell for Zeke? I, if, if I had Zeke, I would absolutely trade for Bell and McCaffrey. No questions asked. He already has Connor. If you get Bell and Connor, you have on that backfield for the rest of the year and you get McCaffrey out of it and all you're getting rid of is Ezekiel Elliott, I think that's an incredible trade for the Zeke owner in that instance. So I would absolutely go for it. And you also gain more depth. I think any time that you're getting two instead of, and two for one, you're getting depth or you should be getting depth. And realistically, you're not getting – normally in a two for one, you're getting the best player if you're – giving away the two in this case i don't think that's true so yeah i like that too i like getting multiple guys um i like zeke a lot but until they get that passing game figured out he's still gonna struggle so yeah i like right well Um, and here's my thing is i think connor slash bell is as good as zeke and i think mccaffrey and ppr could be as good as zeke so you're doubling up you're taking zeke you're throwing him in a cloning machine and you're coming out on the other side changing their names to Bell McCaffrey. So I think it's an incredible trade if you get that opportunity. Um, Chris asks, someone dropped Gostkowski. I have Robbie Gould. Should I drop Gould for Gostkowski? Okay, we need to go back to the most important rules about fantasy football, and that is always have a Patriot on your team. (laughs) Yes, you should pick up Gostkowski. The Patriots put up points quite often in case you didn't know and granted Goskowski may not be the highest scoring kicker week to week he will be near the top at the year end because he's going to be consistent at least he's not going to get you like two so I would go Goskowski yeah absolutely uh, there's it's not even a question Goskowski could probably be one of the you know top two maybe mm-hmm. the top scoring kicker so yeah all right, not all right. Question. so we've got another question this one involves feelings, so you should like it. Uh, Kelvin, who wants to know, with Doug Baldwin out from week to week, you know, we don't know exactly what's going on with him. How do you feel about starting Brandon Marshall? 
Now, um, you got to remember that Brandon Marshall, Tyler Lockett, they both looked good. Brandon Marshall got a really nice touchdown catch. Do you think he's going to continue? How do you feel about him? Um, I like Brandon Marshall here. I actually kind of like him more than Tyler Lockett. I think we talked about this in our waiver podcast yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like starting Brandon Marshall. I think he's going to be one of the only options, but the biggest thing is the red zone threat. They mm-hmm. like to pass it. Russell Wilson can put it on a dime. So, yeah, I like Brandon Marshall there. Yeah, I'll agree. I mean, it, it's he's not asking necessarily if it's a choice between him and Lockett. And mm-hmm. so, how do I feel about starting Brandon Marshall? I'm okay with it. I think he's a wide receiver two or flex. I'm not much higher. He's not a wide receiver one, I would say. But he's going to be one of the main targets there. So, I say um, go for it. Luke asks, Adrian Peterson, Royce Freeman, or Isaiah Crowell for an RB2 this week? All right. That is a difficult question. I'm going to um, – go ahead. Sorry. So, yeah, you've got Washington's playing Indianapolis. Um, the – I think – The Jets are playing – Jets are playing Miami. Jets are playing Miami. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, that's just a killer game. You don't want to start any Jets in that game because yeah. the Dolphins – Pretty much be. that means you absolutely should start Crowell. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Adrian Peterson's playing the Colts. Uh, Jets are playing Miami, and uh, Royce Freeman is playing the Raiders. So, yeah, that they've all kind of got some good upside here. Um, right, and when you look at it in terms of rankings, I mean, they're all Indianapolis is 14th, Oakland 15th, Miami 16th against running backs. So, in terms of strength this last week, it's been pretty even. So then you have to look at the – actual running backs not necessarily just the matchups yeah um my answer is definitely not freeman and then i'm going (laughs) to give it more thought and you can you can give your input now i'd go andrew peterson the the colts struggled last week against mixon i think andrew peterson's got good upside even with chris thompson there i think you've got a lot of lot of options with adrian peterson especially once you get to the near the goal line um i could even see him ripping off a big run circa 2014 here so yeah, I'd roll with Adrian Peterson. I like his upside more than Freeman's or Crowell's this week. Right. Um, I would go Adrian Peterson. Crowell, he had 10 rushes for 102 yards and two touchdowns last week. I don't see him being able to, to do that <laughs> Not again. Not sustainable. <laughs> yeah, 10, 10.2 yards per carry. That's some quick math for you. I uh, did that in my head. I don't see him having that. So I'm going to go with Adrian Peterson, who I think is going to get volume. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right. So let's dive in and ask Anthony, who wants to know, so I've got Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Should I trade one in hopes of a good wide receiver? Meaning Anthony needs wide receiver help. He has Rodgers and Mahomes. Should he use them as trade bait? I would – what worries me is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers worries me. If he's knee, if he gets re-injured, you've got a solid backup in Mahomes. Um, but we talked about this in our waivers. Mahomes is good for right now. I'm not sure what he's going to look like mid-season. He could fizzle, kind of like Alex Smith did halfway through the season. Uh, I'm not saying that he won't be good, but he just won't be. You know, I probably wouldn't be starting him. He's more of a backup. 
I if someone's high on Mahomes, absolutely trade him. Because I don't know if his value is going to be like any higher than it is now. Because people are like, oh, whoa, he came out and did like really, really good against a good defense. So you can kind of pa- like, and maybe even package him. Maybe package him with a running back or something and try and get a really good wide receiver. Well, I don't know, do, you, do you feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to keep keep on the field? Here's here's the way I always think about trades: is do I want to play against this guy? Because if you trade away Mahomes, obviously we're saying do not trade Aaron Rodgers. That's just fact. Um, in terms of Mahomes, I don't know if there's a wide receiver outside of Antonio Brown, who you're obviously not going to get from Mahomes, that would make it worth it for me to want to play against Mahomes. I don't mm-hmm. think you're going to get enough return value. I would rather keep Mahomes, have that position locked down, not worry about it, and go to the waivers to try and find a wide receiver. Because I think that there's going to be receivers out there that you can find. You only need two in most leagues, and I'm assuming this is a standard setup. So you don't need to play a receiver in the flex. You only need two receivers as starters. I think you can find value out there. Someone like Goodwin, if he comes back healthy, Garcon might be out there. These guys had bad weeks. Could have really good potential going forward. Keelan yeah, Cole but, might still be out there. Uh, I see Anunwa. He had a good week. Anunwa. Uh, we'll Robbie Anderson, waiver. if he happens to be out there. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably guess he'd get drafted. But just go listen to our waiver podcast, and that will give you some help on figuring out what wide receivers you should be targeting. There's yeah, a bunch but of them. The bottom line is I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade them. I would hold on to them. That locks down one position, and then you can just spend the year going through wide receivers, and, and that'll be where you're – rotating your team all the time if you um, need to last question thomas asked does derrick henry have a big bounce back this week no all right uh, <laughs> no uh, yeah Dion lewis man Dion lewis derrick henry might play well but i don't think he's gonna have a big bounce back unless something happens to Dion lewis so sorry especially yeah. with walker out and lewis being able to be used in the passing game so yeah yeah sorry I just... thomas yeah, I don't see uh, Henry having real high value this year. I think there's a reason they went and got Deion Lewis, and it's because Deion Lewis is a true three-down back. He can run up the middle. He can catch. So, yeah, I just don't think Henry's going to get the volume that he needs to make it worth it. He had 10 rushes this last week. I see him having about 10 this week. If he falls in the end zone, okay. But when you're talking about a big bounce back game, no. Um, well, that's it for our – well, we could do a couple. No, no, we'll be done. We, we, we're running out of time here. So yep. if you have questions, email us at enfpodcast at gmail.com. We'll get back to you in email form. Uh, we're on a couple of different social media platforms, so we'll, we try to get out there every couple of days and answer some questions. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to our fantasy team update briefly, and then we'll jump into our sleeper of the week. Emmy, Emmy. <laughs> I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get you the ball. Are you going to get me the oh, ball? I'm going to get you the ball. I want 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 the ball. I hope he doesn't kill somebody. I'm back. I'm back. Get the ball. No, 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 no. Get the ball. I got it. Now that is all Madden team. 
the ball. I got you the ball. You got the ball. I got the ball. You got me the ball. Go sit down now, Danny. I'm gonna get you the ball, coach. It's a good movie. Yeah, I like the replacements. Yeah, it's solid. Uh, and it kind of works in with what we have to do this week is find replacements for some of the guys that got hurt. Yeah, we uh, we had an interesting week this week. Um, obviously, with the NFL.com issues we were having, uh, we we are in two leagues because we didn't know who would which league would actually draft. So what we ended up with is a team which started in week one. Then we have another team that's going to be starting in week two. The second team, we let auto-draft. So we've got yeah. our, our podcast team and our auto-draft team. That's how we'll be referring to them. So obviously our auto-draft team hasn't started, so we're just going to talk about our podcast team this week. Yeah, so our podcast team didn't get off to a great start with all the injuries that happened. Only uh, half our Greg team, Olson. not a big Only deal. Only half our team, that'd be fine. Right. So, um, so yeah, Greg Olson went down. Fournette left the game. Devontae Freeman left the game. Gordon, I mean uh, Goodwin. Yeah, Goodwin. <laughs> he got hurt. Uh, so yeah, yeah. But the thing is, we only lost by like eight points. Like we almost, we almost still won. Yeah, it was significantly closer than it really should have been. And that was a lot in part to Connor, who we have on that team. Uh, he obviously mm-hmm. had a great week, and then Vikings defense didn't exactly hurt us either. So, um, yeah. going into this next uh, week, we've got a a decent matchup. We are playing against Carlos Hyde, whom I love, and Tyreek Hill. We're hoping Zeke doesn't have a big game because we're playing against him too. So it's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, but across the board, yeah, G- I think we've got Jimmy it. Jimmy G's our quarterback. I feel good going in against Detroit after what Sam Darnold did. So yeah. I feel good rolling with Jimmy G this week. For those of you that were like, oh, no, he had a bad game. I need to drop him. Just be patient. And that's that's a big thing. Be patient. Mm-hmm. It's week one. Overreactions are expected. Right. But just don't buy into them. And again. If after a couple weeks, then make your decision. And again, he's a former Patriot. He will figure it out. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but but seriously. So, so, uh, we, so that's it for our fantasy update. Well, real quick, we did sacrifice. Obviously, we have Jimmy G starting, and some people are probably wondering why. If you didn't listen to our draft episode, we got Carson yeah. Wentz on our bench. We're waiting for mm-hmm. him to get healthy. He will be our starter. So Jimmy G is just our fill-in for now. So we expected it to be, you know, a little rough to start with. So. So there are a lot of people that even are projecting that Carson Wentz may not come back until like week nine. So Jimmy G is going to have to get it going this week probably before we start maybe looking for the waiver. Right. Uh, we- but the the next three weeks, Detroit at Kansas City and at uh, the Chargers, I like all those matchups. The Chargers one's kind of worrisome, but it's a late game, uh, so have a little bit more time to prepare. And, uh, I don't know, after what Patrick Mahomes did, I think Jimmy G is better than Patrick Mahomes. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm okay with it. I, I like Jimmy G this year, so I'm not too worried. Now, in terms of our auto-draft team, um, we don't need to dive in too much in terms of notables. Uh, we do have Le'Veon Bell on that team. Thank you, auto-draft. So that's super. <laughs> yeah, third um, overall pick, and it doesn't take into account a guy sitting in. Right, so we could have gotten someone else, but... We got him instead, which is fine. It's the way it goes. Cam Newton's our quarterback. He's going to be interesting to watch this year. And Dalvin Cook is probably the other most notable player. So we're going to see if he 
can be a stud this year outside of maybe the Rams defense, who I just love. So uh, yeah. let's move on. Let's go ahead and dive into our sleeper of the week. And because I'm feeling generous and kind, I will let you begin. And then I will tell you why you're wrong. Continue. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, Quincy I'm nothing Numa. if not you... magnanimous. <laughs> Word of the day. Right? Yeah. Quincy Anunwa, 44th wide receiver. Uh, he saw 10 targets and he got into the end zone last week. I think he's a good spot start here. Uh, the Jets aren't playing anyone that I'm, I'm really a fan of. I mean, it's not like they're playing my team. But, yeah, I... Uh, right. Well, I think that the truth is there. that you know that team well enough to know that Anunwa yeah, is probably going to run all over him. I, I, I'm worried about this game. Uh, but if we come out and happen to win this one, I'm not going to be mad about it. Uh, but, yeah, Quincy Anunwa, sleeper of the week. If you need to take a flyer or if you're in a deeper league that has multiple positions at wide receiver before, like, three or four, or you have a flex or something like that, Quincy Anunwa's a good guy to start. Yeah, I like Quincy Anunwa. I liked him last year. I like him this year, so... I think that's a pretty good pick. Uh, Man, Sam Darnold looked good. Can we just take a minute and talk about how good the rookies looked? Saquon Barkley looked good. Yeah. Sam Darnold looked good. Josh Allen came in and single-handedly had the most passing yards and rushing yards yeah. during a 45-point blowout. That's uh, that's <laughs> that's more a testament to the rest of the team. So, um, yeah, the rookies did not disappoint this week, which is rare. So, my sleeper of the week... Moving on to more fantasy-relevant information because no one's going to start Sam Darnold this week. Uh, <laughs> I hope. Uh, so my sleeper is Austin Eckler. He's probably on every article about the waiver wire that you see that's worth anything. If he's not, then you know that that waiver wire thing is something you should ignore probably. Um, not worth it. Yeah, Eckler currently ranked 43rd at running back which is insane because Eckler had a great week and he's playing against the previously discussed Buffalo who (laughs) had three different Ravens running backs score touchdowns on him. So I see Eckler having a really big day. I think they're going to use him and Gordon back and forth just like they did this last week. Uh, I think he's going to finish around the top 20 at the position. He's going to take it and cut it in half. It's a big big deal, but I think he finds the end zone, and I think he puts up a good amount of yards because he looks that good. Yeah, best-case scenario is this turns into another blowout, and they sit Gordon in the fourth and just run Eckler. Best-case scenario, Eckler is the reason why it's such a blowout, and then they set Gordon (laughs) and just keep Eckler in, who who ends up with eight touchdowns. And then just cut Melvin Gordon completely, just cut him. Yeah. Get him out of here. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for our show this week. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, uh, want any retorts. On trades, retorts. I just I'm uh, feeling very grammatical today, so want to include another word of the day. Uh, email us at enmpodcast at gmail dot com, and we will give you our cornucopia of opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a it. reach. That one was a reach. I felt that one was forced plethora of opinions would you say i have a plethora of opinions yeah (laughs) um so as always to our faithful listeners and both of you from canada we appreciate you uh (laughs) from ontario by the way um just go out this week 
Do something nice for someone and have a good week.